Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Do you hate it when you um, wash your hands, which has to happen like every And then water gets seconds. under your rings? Yes. It's the most annoying thing in the oh, world. God. Yeah. And can we just take a moment, Chanel, to enjoy this tan that I've done? It's so it's on my palms. It's what? everywhere. I did a – well, there was a whole week where I didn't have any tan on because okay. we were in lockdown again. And then I did one yesterday. But I got distracted. I was doing a little craft project. Oh, yes. Here it is. And um, – I forgot that I was cooking with the oh, tan was on me. It's the worst. And now look at me. I'm covered in it. It's okay. Get, you look lovely. Something. <laughs> <laughs> we both know I don't. I'm patchy. Very patchy. <laughs> I'm always patchy in the after, the after days. Yes. Sip this. Kirsten. Yeah. Are we recording? Yep. <laughs> oh, good. Yep. Every t- every. Every time, um, I went and had it. I went and had a spray tan the other day. There's nothing more awkward. <laughs> there is nothing. I know more awkward. What it's... do you keep on? Do you keep on your bra? Nah. Yeah. See, and when you get to my age, what like do you keep bra on? The old milkers. It's not the... No, I take them off. But I see the girl looking. I see her looking and just. Oh, going, I don't oh. feel judged. I feel like they see so many vaginas and boobs. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I try and go because I'm look. I'm probably closer to sixty than anything. I I try and have the bearing of a woman who's going. I know that I I was hot once. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I it's try not even. Have you know it? <laughs> See, I'm not Lisa Rinna. Like she's really. Have you seen Lisa Rinna? No. For her age, she's phenomenal, but she's very thin. Not that standard. Nothing's tight. Everything's loose. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, that if the girl was going to judge, she would be able to go, okay, uh, the structure is there that it was okay at one time. Yeah. I can see the framework. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's gone to shit. It's just, just for any men listening, if you have not asked your partner or a friend or anyone about (laughs) the experience of going for a spray tan, it's like... You're, you're standing there, you've got a shower cap on, yes. you've got a like a disposable G-string on and everything else is out and it's not just like stand there with your hands out. You've got to like turn one leg out, <laughs> put your arm up at a 90 degree angle, bend your head forward, move your fingers around. Like it's the most ridiculous thing. And the girls, they're like, like she's spray painting. Well, she yeah. is. There were booths once because I'm very shy about Yes, there were booths, but me. they were terrible. Yeah, I tried one once and it, <laughs> she it just goes, <laughs> bend over and lift your bum. That's what up. I mean. Like it's <laughs> seriously. And then you've got to drive home. So then you put your clothes back on like your skin is breakable like yeah. you don't want to touch anything you're trying to get back into your clothes and then you've got to drive home and you're praying no one looks at you in the lights because you look ridiculous <laughs> and are you conscious of not touching have you got leather seats in your yeah room? i don't want yeah. to touch anything yeah terrified yeah. and it's probably not that bad it probably won't well i've just been using the thing at home yeah because i spare myself so how often do you because you're on tv how often do you have oh i done? hardly ever go okay only if i have an, like a thing to go to right I, it's too much maintenance for me <laughs> i can't 
I was just thinking this this morning when I was having a shower. I'm I'm so not one of those girls. Like I'm letting the whole sisterhood down with all the grooming things because do you know what? I don't even do my underarms. It's not a hairy underarm. But let me show you because yeah. I know you're probably horrified. That's there's, not about. I underarm. don't have any. Oh, that's fine. Uh, there's none. The other day, is there anything there? I can't even. For those who don't live in Melbourne, Melbourne is hail one day, thirty degrees the next. Mm. There's no just norm normality. The other day, I had to wear a skirt to work. Had absolutely not shaved my legs and when I say had absolutely not I mean for weeks and then I got in the crew car with the cameraman and the angle of the light that was coming through the windscreen it was very obvious that I hadn't shaved my legs and I felt the need to say something and so I said look I'm just gonna be really upfront here I know you can see my legs and I have not shaved them you could probably braid that but this is where we are and I'm only from the waist up so on tv I was like don't shoot below some fucker will zoom in and know that I haven't shaved my legs yeah it's a dire situation. It's a dire situation. Well, see, I'm a, I've got about as much hair on my body as a 12-year-old boy. Like, I don't – I'm not a hairy person. No, neither. So I can get away with the underarms. There's only like two hairs grow. Yeah. Do you reckon people are still listening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I wonder if you are prepared to talk about – since we're yes. talking about our, our bodies our and bodies. lack of – Sorry, I just want to touch on fingernails too. Your fingernails are always beautifully groomed. Mine are always No, mine are really terrible. small. They're, they're, they're nothing at the moment. But yours can be seen. See, mine don't even get seen. I'm always like <laughs> doing craft and digging in the garden. Okay. Okay. Don't get upset. I will. I, I will. Know. No, it's I'm okay. Okay. Right. So, I'm just going to start the story. I think it's the easiest way to start it. A little bit of bants about my personal life. Um... I had an itchy nipple. This is how it all started. Mm-hmm. I had a really left, uh, really left, a really itchy left nipple. And when I say itchy, it was like noticeably. I was like, "Oh, that's really itchy." You know, mm. like, "Why is that itchy?" And I was kind of looking, and it was itchy for a couple of days. And um, one day when I went to scratch, I felt a lump, and I thought, "Oh, that hasn't been there before." Has that been there? No, I don't think that's been there. And then I, you know, did the thing where I made Nicholas touch it. And I was like, can you feel here? Yeah. I need you to, to see like what this is. And he was like, oh, no, I can definitely feel that. And for people who've never had um, anything in their breast, it felt like a pee under my skin, but I couldn't see it. I could only feel it. Anyway, so I wasn't particularly stressed about it. I thought, I'll just go to the GP and the GP will tell me it's nothing and then I'll go home. So I should preface this as well. This all started just before New Year. So I uh, went to the GP and he said, look, he goes, it could be okay, but just that itching as well has, you know, that kind of change in the breast. I I want you to go for an ultrasound. I was like, okay, no problems. And the GP said, but, you know, you kind of need to weigh up, you know, what what are your plans over New Year's? And I said, oh, I'm going away to Queensland for five nights. And he said, oh, well, you might want to think about if you want to do it before and be wondering about the results or if you just want to get the ball rolling when you come back. Yeah. Anyway, so I happened to have a day off the next day. I thought, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go and get this ultrasound done. Anyway, so I went down to the specialist and uh, had the ultrasound. Lovely lady who do – I don't know what the term is for someone who does ultrasounds. Is it sonographer? That I think sounds it might right. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was lovely. She could tell I was a little bit worried. And then as she was doing the ultrasound, she said, you've actually got three lumps, three areas. There's not just the one. 
And I said, oh, okay. She goes, you know, and you're kind of like, you're on the table, you've got your boob out, they've covered it in gel and they're, you know, you're trying to look at the screen to yeah. see what they're seeing. And, and it's so hard to see what they're seeing. And they and always go, see, look there. And you're like, oh, all you're I'm like, seeing is grey fuzz. I can't see it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to tell this story as rawly as I can because I feel like it needs to be spoken about, like yeah, how yeah. this all happens. So anyway, she she went away for a moment. She came back and she said, look, your results are going to come back and they're going to recommend that you go for a biopsy on one of the areas. She's like, but go and see your GP. It's okay. They'll talk to you. I was like, okay. So I went, uh, I can't remember how long after, but it wasn't long after the ultrasound that I went back to my GP and he said, yes, I'm going to put you in touch with a breast surgeon and you'll need to go for the biopsy. Your results for the biopsy will go back to the breast surgeon. Anyway, so I went for this biopsy and because of COVID, when I had the ultrasound, I was told I couldn't bring anyone to the biopsy. So I didn't think that it would be any different. Sorry, I was told I couldn't bring anyone to the ultrasound. So I didn't take anyone to the biopsy because I thought it would be the same thing, that it was patients only. And the second I got into reception, um, the lady said to me, oh, and you've got your support person. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, I wasn't aware that I could bring anyone. And she was like, oh, okay. And I thought, fuck what am I in for here? Like, what am I in for? Anyway, so I get taken into the room and thank God the same lady who did my ultrasound was in there. So I felt comfortable because I really liked her mm. and I felt like there was a familiar face kind of thing. Anyway, so you're lying down in this room and they're kind of talking about what's going to happen. They're going to put a local injection into your breast and um, then oh, they're going, yeah. Even that. I know. Yeah. I know. Um and then they're going to use this thing that looks like a probe and kind of sounds like a loud shotgun noise goes off. Don't get upset. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, and, you know, you, you don't know what to expect. And I, in my head, I was like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm mm. good. I'm fine. I've got this. I'm all good. Just get it done, Chanel. So now I'm lying down and the doctor walks in. There was a nurse and then I'm going to call her the sonographer. I don't know if that's her name, uh, if that's her title. And then this doctor walks in and he was so cold and so just didn't have any bedside matter, didn't come up and introduce himself. I'm lying there with my breast out. He's got a mask on and he's back to me and he's asking me questions to verify my details. Oh. I can't hear what he's saying. Yeah. Um, You're terrified. I'm, yeah. And at that point I was like, well, this is really fucking weird yeah anyway so it all starts kind of happening and the the lady that had been so nice to me kind of she touched my head and moved it to the side she was like don't look um don't look at the injection going in yeah and so like injection goes in fucking painful um and he that that kind of shotgun noise goes off about Mm. four times because he's put the probe in by then and he's like taking samples and then he's like oh we need to put a clip in and i was like was he because you know sometimes when you have a procedure done they tell you what's going to happen first so you can he kind of told me what was going to happen but it wasn't a full it wasn't as clear in my yeah. head as yep. what I thought. Was it just routine to him? It was so routine to him. Mm. I just felt like he was, he'd was he done a million of those that day and this is what was happening. Um, 
And then he's like, oh, we're going to need a clip. And then they were kind of freaking out going, oh, we didn't think we were going to need a clip. And I'm laying there going, what the fuck is a clip? Um, and basically, it's a permanent marker that's in my breast now, a piece of metal, tiny, tiny, um, that shows that area has been biopsied. But at the time when you're laying down and no one's telling you that what it is, what's going into your body, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he leaves... The nurse and the sonographer are like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry that we didn't explain to you. We didn't think you were going to need a clip. Are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. It's not going to set you off at airports or anything like that. It just, you know, and I'm kind of going, oh, am I going to be able to breastfeed? You know, what's going yeah. on? Like, yeah. you, you just have questions. Um, but it was all okay. Anyway, so after that, they mammogram you. Ouch. Right? Which uh, it's, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Let me take that back. But I find and I've got feeling no it hurts big you can say yeah, ouch it hurts yeah and it, they squish them and I know it has to be done I know I it has it, to be but, done yeah but it's very uncomfortable but with that in your breast yeah given that you've already been prodded and poked correct and, yeah. yeah my itty bitty titty as I keep saying when <laughs> I tell people this story was not made for this kind of trauma um Anyway, so they kind of had to sit down and wait because I didn't have my support person to drive me home. So I had mm. to just like sit in this room um, and wait for about 20 minutes to just make sure I could drive home, but it was all fine. Um, drove home. I had, I was, my breast was all bandaged up and like it was bruised. It was so bruised. Um, and then my breast surgeon rang me. I can't remember the timeline again, but it was within a couple of days and I was at work um, and she said, you know, I've got your biopsy results back and the two areas, two areas are fine, um, but there's one that we're concerned about. Mm. And this is the part that I think it's important for me to tell this story because the area that they were concerned about, I could not feel at <sighs> all. So had I had not found the one I could feel, there is no way I would have found the one that I couldn't feel. And was there nothing? Was it, was it warm or was it nothing, nothing? Nothing. Even my breast surgeon couldn't feel it. And so basically it was an area that was not cancerous but had the potential to turn bad if we didn't get it out. And so I was told on the Thursday, I got the call at work, and um, I said, oh, okay, you know, like how soon? My wedding's obviously coming up. Is this something that can wait? And they were pretty much like, no, you're probably going to have to have surgery on Wednesday. So six days later. Yeah. And even then in my head, I was still like, okay, this is what has to be done. I've just got to do it. I've just got to get it done. And then it wasn't until I rang Nico and I said, hey, I'm just letting you know this is what happened. And there was just dead silence on the other end of the phone. Oh, gosh. And then he just kept saying, fuck, fuck, okay, fuck. And I was like, it's okay. I'm okay. You know, we just have to get it out. I'm really lucky I found it. Let's just get it out. Anyway, so... um. You're amazing. It's yeah. you know what this is, Kirsty. You're loving this. It's Chanel going right. What have I got to do? Okay, yeah, okay, I'm let's doing get it, it done. This is what I'm going right. to do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah, like it's just. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that, but I was just like, okay, sure, let's get it out. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and yeah, so not cancerous, just has the ability to turn mm. bad. So um, I went in for surgery, and I don't know how full on you want me to be about this but this part was you have to do this thing before you have breast surgery called a hook line localization hook eye or hook line localization there'll be nurses that are listening to this that will know what i'm talking about and basically before you have the surgery you have to go in for another ultrasound and they push a hook connected oh. to a wire through your breast under local into the area 
um, that needs to be operated on. So when you get into surgery, they know exactly where they're going. Mm. So I had that done at 11 a.m. That time, the doctor was incredible. He was so lovely. He was so comforting. I had a wonderful nurse um, and the sonographer there was, they were, all three of them were fantastic. Mm. Um, And then he said to me, what time's your surgery? And I said, oh, I've been told I'm last on the list. Oh, okay. Uh, side note. So Kirsten and I, through all of this, were in contact. Well, we didn't want to bother you. So yeah. we were in contact with your beautiful sister, oh. Lizanne, who is such a sweetheart. An angel. And, yeah. and yeah, because we it was 11 o'clock. Yeah. And we're thinking, why have we not heard anything? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? So yeah. it went on. All right. It's your story to tell. No. And um, it yeah. was all day. It was, it was like all when we, yeah. Kirsten day. Kirsten and I got off air at three. We're like, why have we not heard, heard. anything? What's yeah. happening? So they put this hook in and, and I said to him, yeah, I'm last. And he's like, last? What do you mean you're last? And I'm like, oh, I think I'm not going until four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So he's pushed this hook and wire mm-hmm. through my breast. It's sitting up against my chest wall. He's just told me not to move too much until my surgery and then is you know finding out that it's not for another five hours. So he's like, I might put a bit more local in you. And I was oh. like, yeah, great. Okay. So they put local in me. I've got this hook in my breast and this wire hanging out of my chest. And then they mammogram you. With that in there. With that in there. So then you go and have another mammogram. And then they took me up to the to the ward to wait. Was Nico with you during yes. this? Yeah, okay. yeah, he was with me. Um, Mind you, what, given what we know about him, how was he? Beside himself. Right, okay. Yeah, no help like there all. were mornings no. between the we- the Thursday and the Wednesday when I would wake up and he was just staring at me. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> Morning. Oh, hi. And I was like, I'm fine. And he was like, okay. Yeah, bless him. Um, After all I've done to him. And um, (laughs) anyway, so I was getting what my best friend and I would call snitchy. I was snitchy at this point. Was that partly the hunger? Like the hunger thing kills me. I was fucking starving. I'm starving. I've got a wire coming out of my breast. The local is wearing off. I have nothing to do in this hospital. And I was just And like, you're a woman who does things. I mean, yeah. things. Get done. I was get like, it done. get me in. Let's do this. Let's get the show on the road. Anyway, so they eventually take me in. And it turns out my breast surgeon, who was wonderful, her husband is the plastic surgeon. So they spend all day taking boobs apart and putting them back together. Now, a little duo. Okay. There was a time when, and thankfully... Yours was a small, small yes. surgery compared yes. to you know some women would have their entire breast tissue removed, absolutely entire mammogram. Yeah, um, it there was a time, and I'm probably talking without knowing my full facts here, where yeah. you would have to have separate operations where you would have the removal, and then yeah. sometime later down the track you would then have implants and yeah, reconstruction, yeah, yeah. and that may still happen. But I know that it happens um, all in one surgery now. I think yes, as well. Yeah, like and marathon. it took a long time to get that happening. It makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. Well, my surgery was almost an hour, mm. and it didn't involve any of that yeah. kind of. Recon- well, while you're under, like, why would you have to and reopening yeah, a wound? Correct. And do it all in the one go. It yeah. makes sense. So I think I was talking a again. So- not a doctor. But no. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> So they've done all the introductions, right? And I'm very full on with, I can't say this word, anaesthetists. That yeah, right? that's close enough. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want it in the back of the hand. I want it in the back oh, of my yeah. hair. What do you call this part? Well, where you shoot up your heroin when, when you're taking that. Correct, oh, yeah. in there, right? Opposite the elbow. In... Yes. Yeah, gotcha. 
I've got good veins on both sides. Look at that one. So good. Don't put it in the back of my hand. It makes me feel sick. And mm. I tell them this every time. And I always say, where is he? Get him in here. I need to have a word before we go in. Um, so I did that. He was lovely. And when he walked in, I said, he goes, hello, Chanel. I'm, and I go, no, I know exactly who you are. I've Googled you. I've seen your picture on the internet. You're my anesthetist. I've got some shit i got to tell you. Anyway, so he put it in there. We get wheeled in. And then he says, look, I'm just going to give you something to relax it's not going to put you to sleep just yet. We've still got a bit of prep to do, but it's just going to make you relax a little bit. And I was like, okay, sure. When I say I was off my face, <laughs> I have never felt so amazing in my life. And I said out aloud, so I'm in a theatre, hairnet on, boob out, nothing underneath my gown. And I said, everyone, I have never taken an illicit substance. <laughs> But I imagine this is exactly what it feels like. And I heard them laugh at me. But I felt like I was off my face and I loved it. Yeah. I look, yeah. I was given morphine once and I was like, whoa. Yeah. You feel it go through your body. I felt it go through my veins. And I was like, oh, this is delicious. Um this is not good. I'm sorry. Is this good podcasting? I don't know. It's probably people hard. may have switched off. I don't know, but fuck it. We're here. We're in too deep. Uh, anyway, so they do the surgery. And I think we've spoken about this before. The waking up after surgery when you were trying to pull yourself back into the world. You know oh, when they're like I hate that. Yeah. It's like no, yeah. let and me they're sleep. like Chanel, Chanel, it's time to wake up. And you're like, Oh, no, I don't want to wake up. Oh, <laughs> you're like Seriously, you're trying to pull your eyeballs off the floor back into your head kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so woke up. I was all bandaged up, off my face, still very much off my face. And I didn't realize my recovery was going to be as bad as it was. This is, again, where Kirsten and I were, look, bordering on hysterical because it did go on. We're thinking, oh, she'll... You know, have a, they'll just yeah. go ping, take a little pee out, and yeah, it. and she'll come home that day, yeah, with a little thing in a ziplock bag, yeah, and everything will be fine. And it, days it went on. It, it, it was a week. It was a week. So I thought, again, surgery on the Wednesday. Thought I'd be back at work on the Monday. Yeah, and I should have known when my beautiful breast surgeon said, "How long do you want me to put on your medical certificate?" And I said, "Oh, just a couple of days." And she goes, "I'm just going to give you a week." And you see how you go. And I was like, oh, okay. So basically, I just lost use of my left arm Mm. because every way you move your arm, you're kind of stretching your breast. Mm. And I couldn't wear a bra and I was off my face on endone at home. And... um, I it was actually the weekend of Nicholas's bucks and I forced him to go. I would not have the bucks be cancelled for me. <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna cancel and I was like, Surgery is on the Wednesday. You'll know if I'm dying by the Friday. You are going with your bucks. Please go. And he was like, I can't and I was like, You can. I yeah. have my best friend. I've got, you know, my mum, my sister. For yeah. God's sake, I could have called the two of you if I needed you. You yeah. know, like it, I was fine and he was like the morning, the, I said this before I knew what my recovery would be like, and my recovery was me waking up every morning crying Aww. because I was on these meds that were and making it's also me emotional. After effect of, I think when you've had a general anaesthetic, I think yeah. it, it also makes you really emotional. Yeah. Again, not a doctor. I know. Nurse is probably screaming at what I'm saying. I was just <laughs> crying every morning, and the morning he left for his bucks, I was like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm fine. Oh, I'm no. No. Yeah, I was. I was like, I'm absolutely fine. I just, I'm really upset about my female anatomy being invaded. And he was like, I can't go. I can't go. And I was like, please go. But were you also given that there's a wedding coming up? And he's a bit of a catch, actually. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He, I, he let me follow him on Instagram, which is really Did exciting. He? Yes, Ooh. yes. Oh, okay. Um, and so were you also aware of the fact that, like, I don't want him backing out of the wedding. I'm going to show what a good wife I am, telling him to go. <laughs> to go. To his like, this is how I'm going to be when we're married. I'm going to encourage you. Encourage to live you. Your own well, life. I've always told him to live his own life. Yeah. I never like. He's like, I want to. Once he said to me, he's like, Hey, do you want to go to Coachella? And I was like, Absolutely not. Could not think of anything worse than all those people in the one area. But you should absolutely go. I would much rather stay at home and read a book. You go. And he went, and I stayed home and read a book, and it was fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I yeah, just the, go live your life. Grow in the shade of each other, so they say. So I'm all good. Yeah, everything they tested that came out is fine. I've got a pretty cool boob scar. Um, it's minimal. Yeah, but even like the plastic surgeon was like, "I'm just going to walk you through the scarring and blah." And I was like, "Look, I don't make money out of these. They are not <laughs> on the internet. So whatever you need to do is okay by well, me." I know, but you want to know that it'll fit into a cup. You know, the same cup. Do, have you had to rebra? You... Yeah, they cut like around. Oh, I can. Ju- I'm just telling the whole story here. Yeah, everyone knows my bowel movements on this <laughs> podcast, so it's not much worse. <laughs> they like cut like around my nipple. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. popped it back on like a. Yeah, I don't know if they note. took it off or if it was like a peel back situation. Okay. I don't know, but oh, they like yeah, okay. cut around it, and it actually looks quite good. It was very like every time I was in the shower, Nico would see me, and he'd go. He'd do that noise. Yeah, and I'd be like, don't do that noise. No, but at it's like, you know what it's like breast. when you see, like when you've got kids and they hurt themselves. I know. Knees, my knees ache. Yeah, that, I think that's the, what yeah. it was. And I think it's when it's the other person. Is that an odd thing, isn't it? When yeah. you feel the other person's pain. Yeah. So oh. I was just kind of walking around. Even I had to run through the newsroom. Running is not great for me at the moment. Oh, it's yeah, quite bouncy. sensitive. Yeah. yeah. And I had to run through the newsroom the other day. I literally got in. They were like, hey, can you do a cross from morning news in one minute? And I was like, oh, for fuck. Okay. So I had to run. Did through. you hold it? I had to hold yeah. it. Yeah. And I thought, this is weird. But I was just, I had no other choice. I had to hold my little pussy <laughs> and run through the newsroom. <laughs> but most people at work, I didn't tell a lot of people at work, but then people knew I was sick for a while and yeah. I don't normally take sick days. So people kind of knew. And then I was like, well, fuck it. This is something that women need to like check your breasts, yes. yeah, touch your boobs, so, go to the doctor if you're, even if you think it's okay. That's I think, the whole morals of the story. Um, this is, cursed. sorry, I'm not letting you get, get a word in, but no. um, that was uh, something that I took from it mm. was um, because I realized I had never had a chat because uh, I obviously was talking about you to, yeah. to my daughter Bonnie, and I thought I'd I'd never had a chat with her about checking herself. And I yeah. said, you know, when you're in the shower every you few days to. or at least once a week, or maybe when you're lying in bed, just honestly, just have a feel around, just feel that everything's the same. If yep. there's anything unusual, under your armpits, yeah, put your mm-hmm. they say put your arm over your head yeah. so you can feel sort of up above and stuff. You got to do it. Yeah, and go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Even if you think, oh, like I did, I'm going to go. He's going to tell me it's fine. And it won't always be. I remember going to the doctor because I had a, a hot, itchy patch on the side yes. of my boob. And it turned out it was a spider bite. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Because you're good at getting checked and stuff, aren't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I – um, so we've got a family history. So mum had breast oh. cancer twice when she was Your 20 – Yeah, yeah, when she was 24 and then again at 48. And she okay. beat it both times because she's a, just a champion. But – yeah. Um, 
I ended up getting tested and there's a genetic test. I've got BRCA1, which is a gene. Um, yes. Which means I'm at like really high risk. But I've always grown up knowing. My parents always told me, look, mum's had it twice. Yeah. Um, you know, just be aware, check. And again, like in the shower all the time. Yeah. Just sort of, I do it without thinking. So, yeah, um, you have to. Oh, check all the time. And then because I've got this gene, um, every 12 months, they get me a um a MRI, so I go get a scan every twelve months. Every twelve months, yeah, just to keep on top wow. of it and just to monitor it because they say, look, just be vigilant. And that's how you get it. Like just yeah, keep checking. Um, if anything pops up, we can see it, catch it early, and get it out. So and get it out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I've got to follow up in twelve months, but it's so great that you're aware mm. and you know it is kind of. 12 months can kind of come around quite quickly. Oh, it does. Do they yeah. say to you, Chanel, that if that because of this little scare that you are likely to develop the same again or No, see I don't I don't really have a family history. I have a great aunt, mm-hmm. um, but that's not close enough to really yeah. mean anything. Um, so I don't have a family history, but then I think that's the importance of the contrast between myself and cursed is mm. If you do have a family history, of course, you have to check and check and check. But even if you don't, you still have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, how great is it being a woman? Mm. Spray tans and boob checks. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys have things to do, prostates I and know. testicles and all But sorts. I will say, even though, you know, I've told a story and there were some not great moments in there, I met some incredible women along the way and I wrote, a snitchy email about the guy that was terrible to me Good. and I took down every nurse's name along the way who was fabulous and I made sure I said you know this guy was not great and I left feeling what very the hell? Unco- you filed a report yeah on your- <laughs> I literally was like and what was your name and then one nurse was like I'm Hannah and I would like quickly write it in my great. phone because I had it in my head that I was like that is going so to write an email and be like you know these I think it's really hard I think male doctors probably know that they don't know what it's like for women. Yeah. But there were a couple of moments even during when they put the hook in that, you know, the female nurse kind of touched me on my leg while it was happening and it was the exact comfort I needed in that moment. Mm. And I think there's just so many – it's important that if you're going to criticise, then you have to praise as well. So I was like, Hannah was great, Van was great. Mm. (laughs) Nurses are angels, aren't they? They are angels. They are angels. Yeah. So – and every step of the way, people kept saying, how'd you find it? How'd you find it? How'd yeah. you find it? Because okay. I think everyone would have a different story about how it happened. Kirst, when did you have the the gene test? Um, a while ago. I reckon like five years ago. Okay. Um, and it was sort of recommended to kind of all the women in my family. Yeah. And Has everyone done it? Well, no, because my, my other, one of my cousins should probably do it and she hasn't. Um, so that's kind of not great but um, anyway we did it and like because my mum it turns out she's got it and you've got yeah. a 50% chance of passing it on to your kids so even my brother right. could have it um, oh yeah of course you forget about yeah, men yeah. breast cancer but that's definitely a thing exactly so anyway we got tested and um, yeah it turns out I've, I've got it so again like, does anyone I've, else have it um, not that I know of no so just me okay. and then again like if I have kids it's a 50% chance of passing it on so yeah um, but it's not it's kind of good. Like I've always known to yep. be, you know, vigilant and stuff. And so it wasn't too bad. It wasn't the end of the world when they said I've got it. I was like, oh yeah, yep. it's kind of nothing had changed. It just meant that now I get free ultrasounds um, and free yeah, yeah. MRIs every 12 months. So Wow. And they are expensive. So I know. I know. They're so expensive. I know. I know. Out. Jesus. But yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's worthwhile doing it if you're ever thinking about it, but it was, yeah, it helped. Yeah. 
I, I, I have dead body stories, but I don't feel like I can. I I've really hogged the, my <laughs> B cup breast has hogged this. Oh, episode. hang on, you told me C cup on the phone. Is well, a bit of I feel like they're. I, I don't know. They're C and B. Depends. They're between. Right. Depends. I, I think. Look, if you're only here for the dead bodies, you're not here for other sorts of flesh, like yep. breast tissue. Sure. Then apologies. Uh, skip to the next episode when it comes out. Um, but otherwise, I think that is so important. I want yeah. to thank you yes. for A, making me aware and helping me protect my own daughter and for every other woman listening. Like it's such a good it's, – it's good to, to hear someone's experience that you mm-hmm. came through okay. So don't not check thinking you're going to find something yeah. that's too terrifying yeah. to know about. Deal with it. It works out okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for telling it. Oh, you're and so I'm just welcome. so glad you're here. Oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm here. Touchy boobies. <laughs> Dead Bodies is created by DD Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.